Love this podcast? Support this show through the ACAST supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. This is a Lip Media Podcast. You're listening to All the Shit I've Learned Abroad. I'm Andrea Gillis. And I'm Steph Page. We're two Canadian expats now living in Australia and the UK. Between the two of us, we've been through the ringer in our travels, experiencing missed flights, volcanic eruptions, and even a terrorist attack. It's not all that extreme, though. We've also experienced heartwarming, life-changing moments and met amazing people along the way. So kick back and listen to all the shit I've learned abroad. Welcome to another episode of All the Shit I've Learned Abroad. I'm Andrea. And I'm Steph. Hi, Steph. Hey. Uh, we have a shout out to give a Patreon shout out. Yeah. Can I just tell you, I got really excited when I saw this name this week because I already loved this woman and her podcast. Mm-hmm. So new Patreon donor. Thank you so much. Lauren Butterworth of the Deviant Women podcast. Thanks, Lauren. You are awesome. So I got really excited because I saw this the same day their episode came out. So I was listening to their episode and then Patreon emailed me. I was like, what? She was thinking of me as I was thinking. Well, oh. she's thinking of us. Sorry. I just got really like, whoa. Me, me yeah. There. All right, Steph. This is a, <laughs> a team effort. Um, but yeah, if you guys, if you guys haven't listened to Deviant Women yet, do it. Mm-hmm. It's one of our favorite podcasts. Um, it's also on Lip Media, the same network that we're on. And it's, mm-hmm. yeah. They it's tell badass stories of badass women throughout history. And I'm not yes. talking a lot of times when you hear stories about, badass women they're in the past hundred or so years they take it way back like women who were well before their time yeah give it a listen it's awesome it's great okay Steph I have a question for you hit me with it (laughs) what is the first word you think of when you think of Canada go quick big big yes big (laughs) I was thinking that that was gonna take um a few tries I thought you were going to say a bunch of other stuff like home and I don't know, like beaver, but no, you did it big. Yeah. Oh, Canada is, uh, Canada's massive. Second biggest country in the world. Just saying. Not not by population. Can I just add, uh, we are nowhere near. We we have about seven people that live there, but (laughs) so yeah, we've got the big mountains. We've got the big lakes. We've got the big forests. And in this week's episode, we wanted to pay homage to our home country where Steph and I are from in Canada. Now, Mm -hmm. as much as we, you know, we love the big lakes and the big mountains and the beautiful scenery, we're actually going to talk about other big things in Canada. Mm, Steph? What are we? What big, what big, (laughs) oh God, there's going to be way too many innuendos in this episode, isn't there? So I will give a little shout out because this episode suggestion did come from our listener, Jonathan, who said, we often refer to Canada a lot as you know, a home country because it's not exotic to us. It's not foreign to us. 
And he was like, hey, what about all your listeners who aren't from Canada? Canada is exotic to us. Like, tell us some cool stuff about Canada. Yeah. And me and you, one of the first things that came to mind is corny ass shit. So we're not talking the beautiful mountains or the beautiful lakes or the plethora of beauty that Canada has. We are talking about big ass Things that people have built all across Canada. <laughs> so basically what we're talking about today, and this just came to mind because um, it's one of mine and Steph's favorite things to do. I love we're it. Kind of, Steph is like weirdly obsessed with mm-hmm. giant sculptures and things. And Canada has yeah, a lot yeah. of them. Like, and we're talking those really cheesy roadside attractions, like structures and sculptures. Um, and when we looked into this, so Steph and I have been to quite a few of these. I, think I was Steph- shocked. Yeah, Steph more than more than I have. But we, we did some research on this and we have some honorable sort of mentions that we're going to go through in this episode um, of places we haven't been that we want to. Mm-hmm. But holy shit, Canada has. I'm talking like there's got to be like at least 100 giant sculptures. What would you even call these? Are these like roadside roadside attractions? Yeah, roadside attractions sounds raunchy, but I like it. Yeah. Um, So that's what we're going to talk about today. And for anyone that ever wants to do a road trip across Canada, Mm -hmm. add this onto your list of things to see along the way, along with the mountains and the trees. And I mean, you'll find when you drive across Canada, there's a lot of scenery and you get bored of just looking at trees and lakes and land all day. Um, So we've got a list for you. Yes. And I'm going to take it back because my obsession with big things goes way back. So I don't know if any of our listeners will remember this. I don't know if you've even seen it or if you even, I don't even think I've told you this. Mm. My obsession with big things starts from, there was a movie that came out in 1996 called Michael. Do you remember it? Nope. Never heard of it. Okay. It starred John Travolta. It's really weird. It's one of those movies where I was 11 or 12 when I saw it and probably did not understand almost any of the adult humor jokes or anything that was in it. Yeah. Yeah, Connotations. But he, so it's the, the basic premise is, is this guy says he's an angel. Two reporters are sent out to follow him and he, they, they figure he is an angel. They're doing a story on him and they go on a road trip with him. And he is obsessed with seeing the world's biggest thing. So he stops at the world's biggest frying pan, the world's biggest ball of twine, tweed or twine, like really weird things. Right. But for some reason, as a kid, I was like, I want to do that. Like, this looks like the best thing in the world. And thankfully, um, you were from a country where for whatever reason, I mean, do you <laughs> we think got some it's, big shit. Do you think it's because in Canada, we have so much space? That we've decided to fill that space with giant sculptures. I, I mean, think, could that be why? <laughs> we have I think, a lot of and space. And I mean, we're I'm, we're going to make crack a lot of jokes about these things in this episode, I feel like. But to be honest, I think there's so many little small towns that people drive by and never notice. Mm. So what they do as a town is they build you know, this massive thing that brings the tourists into their town. It pulls them off the highway while they're driving. Mm-hmm. And it brings money, dollars, business into their town, which they need. So it's like it's they're super corny and really gimmicky. And I love them. But they actually serve an economic purpose right. as well. And it, yeah. and it works. And as I said, if you're doing a road trip oh. through Canada, you you need a break. I mean, it takes days to drive across the country. So, 
Yeah, put some of these on your list. You can make little stops mm-hmm. on the way. So let's, okay, let's go into the first one then. What's the first one on our list, Steph? Well, I mean, should we start to our first one? The first yes. one we've seen together? I think this is the only one we have seen together. So the first one we saw together was in Sudbury, Ontario, and it is The Big Nickel. The Big Nickel, yes. yes. Shall I give a and- bit of history behind The Big Nickel? Well, give the history, but I'll just say first that for anyone who's wondering what this is, you you missed the plot already because it is just a big fucking nickel. So these things yeah. are aptly named. Right. <laughs> the nickel is our five cent coin in Canada. So we should. Mm-hmm. It's not just like a hunk of the actual metal nickel. This is a it's a replica from the 1951 nickel mm-hmm. how this kind of happened i did some research on this and it was back in the 60s and it was the city of sudbury they put forward a contest for sudbury residents how they should celebrate canada's centennial that was going to be happening in 1967 so this guy he put forward the idea of this giant nickel again this five cent coin um and for those of you that aren't familiar with the five cent coin it's got the big national animal on there which is the beaver but at the time it wasn't the national animal that didn't happen until the 70s, regardless. So anyways, this guy puts it forward and the city comes back and they're like, you're crazy. This isn't happening. That's ridiculous. But he loved the idea so much that he commissioned it himself. And he was like, I'm going to get this nickel built anyways. So he bought the piece of land or he leased it. But then the city was refusing to give him a building permit for it. So huh. eventually... He managed to get it built. So it was like a big project. And this guy had this vision for it. Like, could you imagine having a vision for a giant coin <laughs> to well, put up? Yeah, I can, but we'll get to that later. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and the reason for the nickel, Sudbury uh, became an established city because of its nickel mines. So that's the reason behind it. It wasn't just a sort of random, like, hey, let's put a five cent coin up. So yeah, eventually this guy got his way and the big huh. nickel was erected and it's been there ever since how like Steph do you know how big the nickel is I, uh, I don't even have well as- I remember being under it and it was massive it's so huge. it was one of those ones where my jaw definitely dropped and it is nine meters or 30 feet depending on what okay like, you know which is your jam it is massive and you stand yeah. under it and I remember when you and I went to it it was fantastic because you and I were driving from Brantford Ontario to Manitoulin Island right. and on that road trip this is back when you and I were dirt poor oh yeah i don't even know how we went anywhere i'm pretty sure our parents probably gave us enough for a tank of gas and we just would pick somewhere to go i actually remember that summer this is how broke we were i'm pretty sure we siphoned gas a couple times we did (laughs) we did we did did. not not entirely successfully but we definitely uh, genuinely grabbed (laughs) i'd like and i think we just did this because we thought we were hilarious but we were hoodlums we 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 definitely tried to siphon gas out of cars um, and i'm pretty sure you're saying we but you were there and i was actually the one sucking on (laughs) that step was sucking the yeah so our uh our trip up to the big nickel i don't think it was our parents that was definitely siphoned gas so sorry to whoever we stole petrol from. We were we were what like seventeen, young and dumb. I did not think that was coming out in this episode. It, it, I'm it, actually burning up red now. I, whew, yeah, it happened. We Guys, did that. Don't steal gas. Don't steal anything. But you know, when you grow up in rural Southern Ontario, that's what you do. live and learn. Live and learn. Anyways, I, okay, back to the big nickel. Yes. <laughs> so we, anyways, you kind of hit. That was the point. Is we were just so broke. We were going on road trips of like scraping by and I just remember 
A, we weren't even planning on going there, but we were driving through Sudbury and we're like, hey, isn't this where the big nickel is? Can, we're like, cool, can I let's just, see if we, yeah. Oh, I was just going to say the irony of how broke we were and then we we're going to go visit an, a giant nickel. Well, I mean, it's either ironic or it's very fitting considering we only probably had nickels. Like, True. But um, <laughs> I remember you and I, we were like, oh, we're driving through Sudbury. That's where that big nickel thing is. Let's just like pull off and see if we can find it. And we were honestly thinking this is back before, like this is back in the MapQuest days, not GPS oh, yeah. on your phone. So we're like, well, how will we find it? And we get off the exit and it's like big nickel road that way. Follow this sign to the big nickel. And we're like, okay, it's pretty idiot proof. And yeah. we get there and at the, it's the big nickel is sitting on the top of a massive hill. So you got to drive mm-hmm. up, you got to drive through a gate where the parking is $4 and you and I were like $4. Like we're just going to take a photo and come back. <laughs> we don't have $4. <laughs> we genuinely didn't have $4. And the woman think, I mean, bless her heart. She was like, just go. Yeah. <laughs> just, she lifted the gate up for us. And, and I mean, I'm paying it forward now in my life for like other yes. people, but and we're paying yeah. it forward for the stolen gas. Can I just say, um but yeah the big nickel was awesome it was one of the ones that genuinely floored me i was really impressed by it there you go was that the start of your um your giant things in canada journey (sighs) i think it might have been i mean i've had a lot of journeys start with you they start and end with andrea oh cute Um, yeah it definitely was and then um mm, you know what there's one i'm pretty sure you and i both saw beforehand which one the flower clock at niagara falls i don't i don't know if i've seen the flower clock but you've seen it i mean i put my life on it the only times i've ever really been in niagara falls have been very like sloppy drunken nights gambling at the casinos oh or in like really like divey strip clubs with like male friends (laughs) oh my gosh i go to niagara falls to like see the monuments and read the plaques and like learn about the battle history there we have very different types of trips to niagara falls then i guess um but yeah uh, tell us about the giant clock it's literally a giant flower clock it's just flowers it's a huge clock it's not quite 13 meters wide like massive uh, it's bigger than the big nickel, but yeah, it's a flower clock. I've Again, I you know? I've probably walked by it in my drunken haze, Ugh, and Andrea. I don't know. I'll have to go back. I've been to Niagara Falls so many times, but uh, one that comes to mind though. So this is one I think you and I have both seen, and I remember driving by this as a kid. It's the 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 Big Apple. Yes, Colburn, yep. Ontario. So Colburn is a city, small city, town. I don't know which status it gets, but I've only stopped at the Apple. And this <laughs> is basically, yeah, this is a. Uh... It's not near where we grew up. It's like near. It's on the way to Ottawa. Like oh near well, I, yeah, the Kingston I, area. Well, sorry, I'm originally from Ottawa, so I remember driving by this oh, as a kid. That That's sense. what I meant. Yeah, I was. I'm not, <laughs> I'm not. I was not born in Brantford. Well, look at you dusting that dirt off your shoulder. Yeah, it's a big apple. So it opened in the 80s, the late 80s, 1987. This is basically a giant venue. So you go inside and it's like a shop where they sell like apple goods and apple crumble and apple apple cider and apple Apple fritters. And they've basically erected this giant apple venue structure to again bring people in from the side of the road. So you drive by and it's huge. And I remember as a kid, I used to think, 
that this Big Apple, I used to think that was New York City. Because you hear, obviously, New York City is the Big Apple. And so I remember being like four or five, and I'm like, oh, there's New York City. And that's what I used to think was New York City. (laughs) That was the Big Apple. (laughs) A Big Apple uh, in Ontario. Have you, Steph, you've been there before, haven't you? I have, yeah, on multiple road trips to Ottawa and back. Because the the one thing that's good about that apple is that you can see it from the road. Um, but you can just see it. So you just see it. You're like, oh, that's interesting. Let's pull over and take a photo. And people pull over. They get out. And at that point, you know, there's apple cider, apple juice, all the apple things. So you spend money. So it's brilliant. I've yeah. been there, got the photo, ticked off the big things Canada list for sure. Right. And this is not mm-hmm. to be confused with New York City, guys. It's not New York City. It, I mean, it has its similarities. I get it. It's a giant apple with a big smiley face on it in the middle that's of that's definitely a, what New York City is. Yeah. And like the middle of a, an open field. That's the other mm-hmm. thing, because I think you can go in and I yeah. think you can pay to like go to the top. It's like 10 meters high. So you can walk to like there's a, like an observatory or whatever you call it at the top. And it's like, oh, see the views of Colburn, Ontario. And, like, I don't really know what you're looking at when you're up there because you are kind of in the middle of nowhere. Is that true? Yeah, you can go to the top. Okay. I didn't know you could go to the top. Yeah. I don't know why I whispered there. I doubted you, and I, like, whispered as if the podcast listeners wouldn't hear me say that. Yeah, no, they can hear you. You are mic'd up. Um, Yeah, you can go up and see the – I don't know. I I mean, I I don't think we ever did it when I was a kid, but – I don't know what you're looking at because there's nothing it's like there's nothing. nothing around. It's like in a field. I mean, as most mm. things are in Canada, just in the middle of fields. So segueing from that, because that we're going from our first big things, you know, as adults on our own to our first big things as children. Do you know what the last big thing I saw in Canada was? <laughs> OK, wait, there's definitely a hilarious joke in here somewhere, <laughs> but I'm not going to say it. So just tell me the real <laughs> What stuff? What was the last big I, thing you saw in Canada? <laughs> it was actually up in Cochrane, Ontario, which is kind of... <laughs> Wait, where um, was it? Where? <laughs> oh, shit. It was in Cochrane, Ontario. Oh, okay, yeah. So the last big thing you saw was in Cochrane. Okay, yeah, yeah. Um, they have a massive giant polar bear. Oh, that's very fitting for Canada. So when I went home to Canada in July, August this year, yeah, uh, it was really random. My sister's like, oh, you're coming to Canada. I was thinking of taking the kids on a road trip. Do you want to come with us? And I was like, yeah, for sure. I flew from Australia to Canada, so give or take 30 hours door to door, to then the next morning get in a car and drive 11 hours. <laughs> I did which not realize like, when I... Which is like hard. a daily commute in Canada. Yeah. So we drove north up to Cochrane, which is actually considered the subarctic. So you're just below the Arctic, which is, I didn't know, which I thought was fascinating. And there's polar bears everywhere there. There's about 2,000 polar bears that live in that region in the wild. But there's actually a polar bear sanctuary in Cochrane as well. So we were taking my nieces and nephew to the polar bear sanctuary where they could see them and learn about them. And yeah, just teach them about, you know, a different area. Ontario really gets this reputation of thinking we're the center of the universe in the Toronto area. And so just to teach them about, you know, other areas of Canada and um, what's happening there. So, yeah, they have a giant polar bear. Not a real polar bear, though, right? I mean, there's a real one and a fake one. (laughs) And one is giant. How big is there got the photos. Uh, So it is about 11 meters wide. Yeah. So I also can't help. Um, but think every time you're saying Cochrane, it sounds like Cochrane in my headphones. <laughs> oh, I didn't, I didn't. Yep. 
that's where I was. <laughs> so just to clarify, everyone, it's Cochrane. It's Cochrane. in Cochrane. R-A-N-E. And the biggest thing Steph saw recently was in... In Cochrane. <laughs> <laughs> okay, as, as you would imagine in Canada, there's mm-hmm. loads of big sculptures and big structures that are there because of Canadian history. But... Yes. Because we're oh. such a diverse country, mm. we do have statues. What do we want to call these structures? Like, what's the right word for this structure? Roadside attractions. We already okay. agreed on this. All right. So we have other roadside <laughs> attractions that are there to commemorate other cultures. And so one of them that I have been to in uh, in Alberta is mm-hmm. the Vegreville Egg. Steph, do you know what this egg is? Uh, I think I have an image of it in my head, but it could be something totally different. So it's essentially a giant Ukrainian style Easter egg. And so it's along the Yellowhead Highway in Alberta. So this is a big, long highway. Again, like we said, if you're doing a road trip, you get these long, long, long sort of stretches of highways as you go through the country. So yeah, there's this big, it's just a giant Easter egg. It's the second biggest Ukrainian style Easter egg in the world. And do you want to know where the first one is, Steph? In the Ukraine. Yes, well done. So yeah, the first one's in in the Ukraine. So in this area, they have a high Ukrainian population. And so in the 70s, they decided to erect this giant Ukrainian style Easter egg to commemorate that. So what uh, did they do to the big thing? They erected it. You said they erected it. Yes, yeah. they erected the big thing in 1975. Uh, so it's, it's huge. It's nine meters long. It's three and a half stories high. Um, and it's beautiful. I remember we went by it when I was a kid. And I remember mm-hmm. when I was a kid, I used uh, my parents were like, oh, it's a giant Easter egg. And I thought it was, I actually thought it was uh, a big chocolate egg. So I was oh. like, oh, look at, uh, yeah, obviously I was. Stop here, mom. Kid. There are other big monuments, big structures, roadside attractions in Canada that are not just. Canadian focused. Yeah. Yeah. No, Steph, I like that. Because have- actually, and one of the ones I really want to see that's on my Canadian bucket list, only because I'm a fatty and love food, is also in Alberta. And it's the big giant pierogi. Oh, yes. Um, I've heard about the pierogi. So there's this massive pierogi. And it went up in 1993. And it's in a little village in Alberta, north of St. Paul called Glendon. And I feel like it's going to be a trip just to go there. But like, I mean, I hope everyone who's listening knows what a pierogi is. It is a delicious Eastern European kind of dumpling thing. Yeah. And a lot of people, like even in the UK, people don't know what pierogies are. In Australia, no, I barely find anyone who knows what it is. And we grew up, I had a lot of Polish friends, but it's very we had, like Pol- Yeah, there's a lot of, uh, there's a big Polish uh, community in Canada. And so I remember, yeah, mm-hmm. when we grew up stuff, we had quite a few Polish friends. I have a lot of Polish friends in Toronto. So, I mean, we basically grew up on pierogies <laughs> as yeah. part of our yeah, like childhood. It's very Polish, Ukrainian, Hungarian kind of dish, but it is delicious. Yeah. And this story about this one actually makes me laugh so much because this is so... Sometimes, are you ever amazed how the world just functions because people don't think things through? Well, I mean, this is the story of my life. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know how so, I've survived 34 years. And like- So uh, they put up this massive monument of a progi, which is basically a dumpling. And if anyone has an image of a dumpling in their head, if you saw a massive statue of that, no one knew what the hell it was. Like people were coming up to this town. If you've ever like, seen... What- a pierogi, yeah. It's a pretty plain... Like, there's nothing really unique about it. It's a very beige-looking <laughs> dumpling, uh, like, filled with cheese or potatoes. Flour, which, potato, Flour. Cheese. Like, it's... 
It's very nondescript. You go from like a, a fancy Ukrainian Easter egg that has all these beautiful colors and it's shiny to a mm-hmm. giant beige dumpling. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So no one knew what it was. So they had this big problem that they built this massive statue. So then they had to add a fork into the statue. And the right. fork is going, it, it, it looks like it's going through the pierogi. So people understood it was food on a fork. But I just think that's hilarious that for, I don't know how long it was like that, but for years people were getting there and like, what? They were like, what is this? What, Why what? is this giant yes. thing? Yes. And now that everyone knows, they love it. And it's a pierogi cafe that's right there as well. Um, so obviously they wanted to like draw people in. So does it also have... A giant fork then do you think there's people going to see the giant fork versus the pierogi maybe since no. they put the fork in oh okay no we live in north america we focus on the food and not the process the, okay got it so Just shove it in oh i'm hungry for pierogies now Mm-hmm. speaking of was that alberta you said that was alberta and can i just tell you i am mm. so glad and i'm gonna shout out to a bunch of different big things in Saskatchewan as well Mm -hmm. because we did an episode a few weeks ago and we cracked a couple jokes about Saskatchewan and Alberta just about how there's nothing to do in those things and we were joking we were saying it in jest but we did get some messages from listeners being like hey listen to your ladies podcast love you girls hey I'm Ryan Reynolds at Mint Mobile we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does they charge you a lot we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. There's definitely things to do in Saskatchewan. <laughs> and yeah. I was like, Oh, well, and and we're on the topic of Alberta. And mm-hmm. like, I mean, I, as Steph said, we say it in just nothing to do. But if you go through Alberta, you go through Drumheller. Drumheller is known for its dinosaur and fossil deposits. And it's oh. referred to as Dinosaur Valley. And I remember actually going there as a kid. And it's fucking cool. Like this is, you know, it's it's like the badlands of Alberta. And when you're known for having dinosaur and fossil deposits, what do you erect? What do you think they have there, mm-hmm. Steph, that's giant? What do you think I erect? <laughs> they have a giant dinosaur. It's the world's largest dinosaur, and it's a giant T-Rex, which totally huh. is fitting. That's so random, but yeah, that makes sense. But this T-Rex, it's, so, it's, it's like 86 feet high, so mm-hmm. it's about four times the size of what an actual T-Rex size would have been when they roamed the earth but it's really cool you can also climb to the top i'm assuming you have to pay but you can go in and look out the dinosaur's mouth and look down and it's like yeah it's really cool but it's a huge t-rex it's very jurassic park and i would say if you if you are driving through alberta you you need to stop at the at the badlands can i just tell you as you were saying that i pulled it up in front of me do you know how big it is it's 25 meters yeah it's huge that's huge. Most of the big things we're talking about are like 5 to 12 meters. Yeah. Holy shit. Yeah. 86 feet. Jesus. Yeah. Imagine yeah, climbing a, that dinosaur. He's a big fella. Right? Nice. I love it. And I'm going to shout out to a couple of the Saskatchewan ones that we're on the scene. Yeah. Let's go to Saskatchewan uh, now. What do we have over okay. there? 
Okay, so there's a lumberjack, very Canadian, but he's like old school, kind of not your uh, metrosexual kind of lumberjack. Oh. Lumberjack, like he's your gritty. I'm gonna go chop the tree lumberjack of the. That's old my days. kind of lumberjack. Hmm. Yeah, I don't like those clean ones with you know the the clean edges on their beard and no 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 yeah no rough rough he's, around the edges his name is gus he's 20 okay. feet tall 20 feet tall so that's generally i mean as a six foot tall woman that's generally what i look for in a man oh so. that's your man that's definitely Maybe. your man okay all right <laughs> there um, is a pot and coffee cup like a random 24 foot tall pot of coffee <laughs> what's the relevance I mean, it's not like coffee beans come from Saskatchewan or do. They? So I, I they looked don't. it up. No, I have no idea. <laughs> I have no idea. And then there's a 22 foot tall woman who perhaps we need to introduce to, uh, to the, our lumberjack. Is it me? Did someone make a statue of me? Yes, you're 20 oh. foot. You're 24 <laughs> feet tall and very impressive. Yes. <laughs> Um, I'm a roadside attraction, finally. <laughs> Andrea, you are already a roadside attraction. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> but it's it's actually a big monument in honor like um to the Ukrainian and Eastern Europeans who um have settled out that way. We have a lot of Ukrainian and Eastern mm-hmm. European and Polish structures. Yeah. I like that. It's, I mean it just shows I our diversity. In Canada. Yep. Yeah, we haven't we haven't seen all of these these uh oh roadside God. attractions, but I definitely have some on my list that, and I know Steph, you and I have talked about doing a Canadian road trip Mm -hmm. one day, and I feel like we should tie this in. We should do like a road trip where we see all these giant things. But one of them I really want to see is there is a giant fiddle in Cape Breton in Nova Scotia. Now this is Eastern Canada. So this is like as East Mm. as you can kind of go in Canada. And so Nova Scotia is known for its traditional Celtic fiddle music. And this was, this was from the thousands of Scottish immigrants uh, that traveled there in the 18th century. So this is actually my family. So on my dad's side, they're they're uh, of Scottish descent. Um, so I feel like I've got a bit of a connection to this giant fiddle. And a fun fact: so Ooh. there's a there's a, a Celtic family band in Canada called the Rankin family, which I think is only like they'd only be known in Canada. I think yep. his kids. Do you know who I'm talking about, Steph? Oh, definitely. Yeah, Canadian. They're, what's the right word? They're like Canadian legends when it comes to yes. sort of that Celtic and like country style music. Um, but they're from Nova Scotia and they actually wrote a song called Gillis Mountain. And that's about my ancestors. So I've got some roots over there. And this giant fiddle, I feel like commemorates part of my family. Hmm. So we got Steph, we got to go see the fiddle. Do I you know feel like play- you and I for 10, 15 years have talked about doing a Canadian road trip. Yeah. Well, we should start there on the East, East Coast. I'll see the giant fiddle. I'll say hey to my my uh, Gillis family out there. We'll go to the Gillis yeah. Mountain, and I don't know nice. I don't know how big this fiddle is, but it's pretty. It's a big old fiddle. I don't play. Steph, do you play the fiddle? Do you think I play the fiddle? <laughs> Absolutely <laughs> not. You? Could you learn how to play a giant fiddle? I could strum that fiddle. Oh, okay, you don't strum a fiddle. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't that what they call it? No. No, it's no. It's like a violin. You play with yeah. A bow. You like string yeah with the bow. You strum you it strum, with the bow. No, you strum a guitar with your hands. I, I swear know. to God, I'm right. I don't think it's called strumming a fiddle. We'll look into this. Anyways, okay. And then okay, some some other honorable giant mentions that mm-hmm. we we should definitely go to is the giant beaver. There's giant beavers in almost every province. <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, but I think oh, the biggest Canada. one, the biggest giant beaver, not including yours, beaver, <laughs> is uh, it's in Beaver Lodge, Alberta. So another one in Alberta. And because the beaver, so again, I think I mentioned this earlier, but it's been our national animal in Canada mm-hmm. since 1975. So why not erect a giant beaver? It's like three meters high. It's huge. Although I wonder, <laughs> is that giant beaver bigger than the beaver that's on the big nickel? Because you know how we have the beaver on there? It's a beaver showdown. I There's don't know. a lot of big beavers in Canada, guys. <laughs> That's why so many men migrate to Canada. I understand now. Uh, there you go. And the other one, we talked about Saskatchewan, but we missed off. Mac the Moose. So there's a giant moose in Moose Jaw. There is a place called Moose Jaw, Saskatchewan. Um, yeah. And Mac the Moose is 10 meters high. He's a big, Jeez. big Mac. I mean, have you ever seen a moose in person? They're pretty yeah. damn damn near the, close to yeah. 10 feet meters. Like a yeah, a real moose, they're they're giant. I'm just going to jump into the one I'm really hoping to see soon because it looks like my next big trip is actually, of all places, going to be through the Canadian territories. If for anyone outside of Canada, so we have 10 provinces, three territories, and the territories are the northern part where basically no one fucking lives. I mean, people so do, but it's just ice. Right, but I mean, for popul- for a landmass that's the sa- same size as- of Ontario, which is, what, 13, maybe 14 million now, the yeah. population is 30,000, kind of, yeah. to give you a scale idea here. But in none of it, a massive, massive Anukshuk, and I am obsessed with Anukshuks. Can we first explain what an Anukshuk is, because not everyone listening is going to know. I feel like everyone would know it to see you one, but maybe you don't it. know the word and the history. So basically, it's a man-made stone landmark or sculpture, not sculpture, but whatever you really want to call it. It's it's man-made. It's made of stones. The roots of it are based in the Canadian Aboriginal people, and they're really found in like northern Canada, Greenland, Alaska, um, around the Arctic Circle. And historically, they were used for navigation. So they kind of pointed as a marker for travel roads, fishing places, And these stone structures can look like either people or animals pointing Mm. in certain directions. And you still see them ever. I mean, Steph and I, when we did a a road trip up to in northern Ontario, like, do you remember we kind of saw them everywhere there? Yeah. Driving along er the... The the first time you and I saw them, I remember we were driving. They started happening everywhere. And we're like, what are these stone formations? We didn't know what they were called then. Yeah. We we called them rock formations. Rock formations. It is formation of rocks, but quite clearly man-made. They didn't fall that way and land. Like it's... Yeah. Um, but they're just beautiful. And I think I enjoy them because I don't know, they're just sourced from all they're very natural, even though they've been set up in a certain way. Um, they have such an interesting history. They can, Mm -hmm. I mean, the description is the same, but every single one is so different. Um, they're just very beautiful and I love them. So I really want to go see the one that's in none of it. The only one I've seen really to date was actually with you at um, Toronto Pearson Airport. They've yeah, there is a, a big one there, Nukshuk. but I feel like the one in Nunavut is a lot bigger. Oh, it's you can't even compare them. Yeah, right. it's huge. Um, yeah, so that's what I really want to go see. And I was looking up to see, you know, for my tour of the Northern Territories, what else was there. And I have got to say the Yukon, I couldn't find a single big thing. No Why? idea. 
Why is the Yukon lacking? Because there's definitely so, other. I mean, we didn't even mention British Columbia, but there's, there's. I know there's, there's oh, a. There's, we could have, we could go on for hours. We need to fit this into. There's like, oh. so many. Again, Steph and I didn't even realize how many big roadside attractions <laughs> there were in Canada. There's a list that Steph and I found that we'll post that on our Instagram because there's like it it, it categorizes it by uh, the province. Or the territory, and yeah. you could definitely, definitely plan an entire road trip based off of based off of this. Yeah, I mean, I didn't look for it, but I bet you there's bloggers who already have like province road trips mapped out based on big things. Oh yeah. well, guys, that's just our extensive big yes. list. Well, and I think what we how we should wrap this up is really the next big thing that's been be going to be built in Canada. I don't know if you remember, but when you and I came home from the big nickel, mm-hmm. we were pretty fucking inspired and right. drunk. And we came up with a plan to build Canada's biggest telephone. Oh, in and Brantford. We, <laughs> and we were going to put it up in Brantford because Brantford is the telephone city where the first long distance call by Alexander Graham Bell was made. And we decided, and we had a whole plan to build Canada's biggest telephone. Was this before or after we siphoned gas out of someone's car? I mean, it would have been after because oh. we got home and we're, we were like super inspired by the big nickel. Okay. We're like, this is such a smart idea. So is that actually happening or are you just pulling my leg? No, I'm just full of shit. Like, I mean, if you want to do it, go for it. But- I mean, Brantford <laughs> needs a giant telephone. I'm surprised yeah. that they don't have one already. The only thing Brantford has at the moment is a like a massive Alexander Graham Bell's monument, like statue monument, which is very clearly a ripoff of Abraham Lincoln, of the Lincoln Monument in Washington. Yes, I used to think it, as a kid, I'm an idiot again, guys. Yeah, I same. No, how same. Stupid as a kid, I w- I used to think that was Abraham Lincoln, and I was always confused why there was a big monument of Abraham Lincoln in no. our. Small town of Brantford, I thought Ontario. That Abraham Lincoln, the Lincoln Monument was in Brantford. Same. Oh, I used to think I was so dumb as a kid. Oh, so it wasn't just me. I just love a corny shit. See the big things, support the local communities. Steph loves big things. Oh, all the big things. <laughs> Thanks for listening, all. All right, get out there. See some big things, guys. All the Shit I've Learned Abroad is a travel podcast focused on anything and everything related to travel. You can listen to us on multiple platforms from iTunes to Google Play Music and more. And with that, please, if you have a chance, give us a five-star review on iTunes or whatever platform you listen on. That drives us up the charts and really, really helps us out. Want to support us on Patreon? Find us over at Shit I've Learned Abroad Pod. Donations start as low as just $1. Also, if you could follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Shit Abroad Pod and Facebook by searching all the shit I've learned abroad. Thanks so much for listening. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.